Hey, it's Liam Dam from the future here. One of the things I care about most with the videos is the quality that I put out. But unfortunately in this episode, a couple of gremlins got in during the recording process, so the video and the audio was a bit choppy and laggy. I've done my best to salvage it, but it's not quite where I'd like it to be. Hopefully you can still follow what's going on and it should be sorted by the next recording, which you'll find out about if you subscribe. Enjoy the video. Hello, good morning, good day, good afternoon, good evening. How are you all doing? Good evening, yeah. then. Very good. That was loud. Good day Thank to you. you. Thank you. I've been good. What, what time of day is it actually? Evening. Unspecified. Yeah, I mean, on you know, in the in the bowels of the internet, uh, it is all times and no time simultaneously. So, um, yeah, we're whatever time it is, time. we're outside. Yes, we we have eschewed the laws of reality uh, and and time and uh Reality. so we're just gonna play some D, D. yeah you can't say that not in that oh, first yes. 30 seconds 30 seconds <laughs> i'm literally just talking about it and i just <laughs> broke the rule <laughs> oh we're gonna have to bleep that out aren't we oh, actually yes she can't get the players unruly oh you unruly. really can't. that's this is what what kind of session what? this is going to be tonight isn't it oh. um <laughs> Well, so uh, that bombshell. Yeah. Um, who would like to play some Dungeons and Dragons? <laughs> yes, <laughs> let's do it. Yeah. yeah. The world has been broken and remade. Our civilizations are shattered. Our people divided. Yet there are those who would rise up to challenge the encroaching darkness. Hi, my name's Carl. I'm playing Sir Carmichael Comstock, a Lorivar Cavalier fighter. Hi, I'm Meg. I'm playing Addy, a Keeper Druid Bard. Hi, my name is Anton, and I play Victor, a Lorivar Gloomstalker Ranger. Hi, my name's Lane. I'm playing Milia Sayralast, an Acevar Divine Soul Sorcerer. My name's Tim, and I'm playing Galena, the Terran Sprite Alchemist Artificer. And my name is Dan. I will be the Dungeon Master on this adventure. Whilst our world has been changed, we band together. Hope bright in our hearts. We push forward to reclaim what was once ours. And we shall be known as the Explorers of Elsewhere. When the Eschaton tore through the world, wreaking havoc and destruction, as elsewhere was pulled apart and reformed into the fragile state it is now in, many witnessed their way of life crumble away, much like their cities. The Explorer Society have been lauded for their efforts to muster a concerted and organised series of expeditions out into the wild in order to reclaim elsewhere, and the founding of New Prosper is one of the first successes. However, there are those, notably the Wolfkin, Keepers and Beast Tribes, whose more nomadic ways of life allowed them to recover from the horrors caused by the end of the War of Unity Sundered. These peoples were already out in the world when it changed around them, and their hardiness saw them react quicker to their new surroundings than the civilised folk. For these individuals, the past year has posed a series of painful challenges, Except they haven't had the time to avoid just tackling them head on. 
And now we're going to steal their shit. No, we said we and weren't we going to become we'll trade a it. colonist. Oh, we'll trade it. an irrelevant number of beads for their stuff. <laughs> oh, oh dear, what have we done? And uh. so, you find yourselves um, stood on a wooden drawbridge uh, at the entrance of what appears to be a walled settlement of some sort. Um, you can see logs lining uh, this somewhat circular um, town, if you could call it that. Um, a town comprised of a number of buildings with thatched roofs, um, well-worn uh, trodden paths um, leading between the various buildings uh, interspersed with um, like living tents. To your left and right, um, you notice that this drawbridge is suspended over what appears to be almost like a, a moat of uh, sharpened logs, um, stakes that jut from the ground. And ahead of you, within the, the, the village, town itself, um, you can see two aggressive-looking wolfkin um, flanking... The young boy, the young scout who you followed here, and beyond them are two more individuals. A male wolfkin, pale-skinned and daubed in red war paint, and a towering wolfkin woman wearing an ornate horned helm, her, her lower body being that of a horse's. And in a relatively easy to understand accent, she says, Who are you? Why have you come here? We are explorers. She looks to her. She looks to the, the male uh, wolfkin next to her, and he has adopted a powerful stoic stance. Um, you can see that his hand grips the handle uh, of the spiked shield in his uh, he, he holds with his left hand um, and hanging at his side it's what appears to be a vicious looking stone war pick um, um, he doesn't appear to have blinked since you first laid eyes on him can I uh, step forward and you can. Just say we, we represent a settlement that um, we have set up um, nearby, uh, about two hours walk, ten miles or so. Um, we represent a, a group of people called the Explorers of Elsewhere. And we're here to establish new, new frontiers, new routes, new towns, um, to start reconnecting some of the broken communities across the land but we mean you no harm and we mean you no you know no intrusion um we followed we we followed your scout up here um and thought it would be a good idea to come and talk to you personally to formally introduce ourselves how do we know your 
Words are not riddled with lies, bellows the pale man. You can check for yourself. We speak the truth. You're more than welcome to send an envoy back to our settlement. And I, as a keeper, give you my word. Me too. Uh, Him too. Addy. <laughs> Addy, as you say that, you notice that the two guards flanking the, the end of the drawbridge look at each other and then back over their shoulders to this half-horse, half-woman. Um, and the, the hybrid kind of wanders forward slightly, her hooves um, kind of leaving heavy uh, indents in the, the, the dirt and mud underfoot. Um, and you notice that grasped in her hand is, um, what appears to be a very kind of, a relatively ornate looking spear, um, adorned with a number of kind of trinkets and, and baubles. Um, and the, she, she looks at you for, for a moment, Addy, and then you are... A keeper. From where do you hail? My trove, my my tribe, my tribe is called the Crove. We, our settlement is a long, long way from here. It must be a hundred, two hundred miles or more. Uh, m my parents, uh, Duches and Nath. They were lawkeepers for our tribe. Um, I joined the explorers to represent our people and to find out what I could about the the new ways of the world. My tribe, especially, we they are they keep themselves to themselves. Whilst, whilst Addy's saying this, can I have a perception check from everyone else, please? Ooh. Perception. Let's see what I got. 17. 13. So, Four. <laughs> so, Milia, you find yourself kind of distracted by all of this around you, from the, the bloodied stakes um either side of you to um sort of like the the very rugged and rough looking wolfkin that are kind of staring at you all um but galena you notice that beyond this half horse half woman uh beyond the pale warrior you see a number of uh like benches or pews even um that kind of seemingly surround what appears to be a pile of skulls in a what? like a large stone you would describe it as like a stone pan um but you also notice that um stood next to this pile of skulls um is a very elderly looking wolfkin man who's leaning heavily on a staff 
Uh, his there's a, a tattered uh, shawl kind of draped over his head and a, a long uh, unkempt beard kind of flowing down his front. Um, and you notice that his head is kind of tilting from kind of left to right. Um, but you you get the feeling that he's kind of paying attention to what's going on. Victor, you also notice this, 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 this individual. But you also note that there's a younger figure sat on some stairs leading up to a slightly higher part a part of the, the village behind it, in between what appear to be three unlit funerary pyres. Um, this individual is studying you carefully, but you notice that rising from this young man's head are two curled horns, almost ram-like. Keep it. And the, the pale-skinned warrior walks up to the uh, the half horse woman and whispers something to her. Um, she looks to him. She slowly shakes her head, and uh, we know of your camp, and we have been awaiting this day for some time. Let them in. If they cause trouble. We will add them to the pyres. If you don't mind me asking, you have quite a strange assortment of skulls over there. Do you make a habit of chopping people's head off when they come to visit? It would just be uh, courteous to know if you do so. The, there are, the looks from the gathered wolfkin kind of don't seem to... Well, they, they're clearly not understanding this kind of... Was it humor? What's, he, what's this Lorevar saying? Yeah. Um, but yeah, the the. Don't worry, Victor. Surely you're not going to hit that standard of honor anytime soon. Unlikely, yes. Um, but they, yeah, the the horned helmeted wearing woman kind of nods, um, and the, the the gate guards um step forward to usher you in. Um, and yeah, as you go, you notice that kind of hanging from their belts are very. Um, crude but very dangerous looking kind of flint axes and um, swords well, what appear to be swords but with a number of kind of sharpened uh, like bones tied to the blade to give it a almost a comb like appearance. Uh, Victor um, will try and shake their hands. Alright, good to meet you Victor Kasprezak, a pleasure good to meet you <laughs> As you hold out your hands, they look at they look to you and snarl instinctively, uh, and don't return the gesture. Give a pat um, on the shoulder. Yes, good. very good. Dan. Uh, yes. Would I have, um, you know, in my, in my own sort of background, in my own tribe, would I have come across Wolfkin before? Would I have any sort of knowledge of their general customs? Uh, so back in the so back home I suspect I doubt it given how kind of cloistered your community was um, where visitors were relatively rare you yeah you might have seen uh, like Lorivar just like meandering through the woods but never any uh, wolfkin um, 
I mean, for those who... Well, Addy for sure. But for anyone else who hasn't really encountered a Wolfkin... I mean, obviously Frinka is a Wolfkin. Um, but... Yeah, you're, anyone who's interested is more than welcome to roll a uh, like a history check. To see what they know. Mm. If I've come across them in my reading. From books, maybe, yeah. Considering no. how <laughs> close I was with Platinum and how, like... How diverse Glasmere was. Mm -hmm. What about me? What can I do? Uh, have advantage. <laughs> Yay! Your apology's not really my thing. <laughs> Why do I need to know about people? <laughs> <laughs> hey, same as Victor. 19. 19. I know a lot about people in terms of, like, their biology and what will make <laughs> it start working. Um, and Addy, what's, what's your history check? Oh, let's have a look, shall we? Fifteen. Okay. So, fundamentally, all but... I mean, Galena, you kind of have an idea in passing, like, social osmosis. Um, but the Wolfkin as a... Like, as a group of people, um, they tend not to um, kind of interact with the like with the other peoples of elsewhere too often they they usually kind of they kind of tend to keep themselves to themselves um yeah they live very kind of nomadic lifestyles they they kind of travel and roam around the lands uh, they'll set up camps um stay for a, a while and then seemingly without warning kind of pack up and, and move on um they are known for being uh, like fierce warriors um like and wildly hardy and um, self-dependent. Uh, what you you know, what you all know about Frinka, for example, she's very self-reliant. Um, the majority of the Wolfkin that would have been in Glasmere, for example, um, would have been the ones that are more comfortable integrating with um, like other cultures. Um, but you've certainly heard of these kind of, uh, well, one of the terms that you've heard that isn't a great term to refer to them as, but wild <laughs> wolfkin. Okay. Um, they, like, you, you've heard some people, you know, kind of, oh, they're unpredictable, they're aggressive, they're, oh, they're bandits and raiders, they pillage, um, but. And sort of like looking around the way they present themselves here you can sort of feel like you understand where this kind of worry and fear towards them comes from but they seem quite amicable right now all right let's go in okay so um as you make your way in um, you notice that um, a number of kind of Wolfkin villagers are looking over their shoulders or kind of glancing at you from um, where whatever it is they're doing. But as you um, make your way in, um, it very quickly dawns on you that there doesn't for for the number of buildings and off to the east you can see like collections of tents amongst the built like large living tents 
kind of similar to the ones you have back at New Prosper right now, but a bit more kind of rugged. This seems like this settlement homes quite a lot of people, but there don't seem to be many people out and about. And certainly from... Uh, so, Victor, from your history check, you know that um, when it comes to being out in the wilds, like, everyone kind of has to be constantly chipping in in order to keep everything running and keep you know, the settlement uh, alive. But given the size, this place is a bit ghost town. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, as you, as you wander in, um, the young scout um, is approached by uh, this kind of thin, pale uh, warrior who um, you hear him sort of like chastise the young the young boy uh, before, who then kind of scurries off. Um, but as yeah, as you enter, uh, this man with sort of like dark dark red war paint on his face um, two kind of almost like teardrops around his eyes um, with uh, like lines coming down his cheeks um, yeah he just watches you with his piercing silver eyes um, warily uh, but as the boy scoots off um, who you assume to be the chieftain of the village um she kind of bows, which is odd when you see the horse legs kind of do it. She like bends <laughs> one knee and, and dips down and please welcome. My name is Kagekna. Pleasure. Welcome, welcome to Ekabozdia. I will bow back as well. Yeah, I'll try and return the gesture as best I can. Bosnia. So, the the woman looks to you, uh, and Galina, give me a... In fact, everyone again who's interested, give me a nature check. Ah, that thing I'm really good at. My good at that Addy with a 15. Yeah. 11. 17. 17 and 17. So actually hold on. I'm gonna roll this at disadvantage. I'm I'm a city girl, I don't know shit. There we go for her. <laughs> so um Galina, you've read about it. Victor, you've heard about it on your travels. Um Addy, you've heard the stories of these myth of these kind of legendary kind of mythical creatures known as centaurs that are said to be part like a, a, like a mix of um, like Lorivar, Aesavar, whatever, and horse. And from the pictures, it always looked a bit odd. Um, but standing in the presence of what appears to be one of these centaurs, you feel like this this woman's presence kind of overwhelm you slightly. Um, as she, with her spear hand, gestures you um, to the, the wooden benches um, surrounding the, the bowl of skulls. Please. She says. 
as she trots on past. Nice um, place. I like the decoration. It's very nice. Looking at the, so, the skulls. As yeah, as you walk around, you can see that um, the the village isn't tidy in any way, shape, or form. There are piles of um, like crates and and logs and stone and weapons just kind of scattered about in a relatively haphazard fact, uh, manner. But you also kind of get the feeling that it's almost like an organized chaos everyone in the village kind of knows where everything is because uh, everything despite being strewn uh, is almost kind of in relative piles like relative areas um but as you all kind of get ferried um towards seats all, your attentions are all focused in on this elderly wolfkin the one with the um sort of like a, a, a very light slate gray shawl it just looks like uh, ragged cloth that hangs over his head, hangs off his shoulders. Um, and upon closer inspection, you realize um, that he also appears to have um, black fabric wrapped around his head over his eyes. Um, and as he kind of leans on this, I so say he's leaning on this staff with these thin. Um, very thin kind of emaciated looking arms that are dowled with white war paint rings around his forearms and upper arms um, and as you sit you notice that he's kind of moving his head and tilting it from, from left to right um, and it dawns on you that he's listening to what's happening as opposed to looking um, and he Kagekina <laughs> These are new folks to these lands, are they not? Um, you notice the centaur nod in response. And he, very good, very good, he says. And he walks forward to Victor, who sat in one of the most foremost seats. And sort of as he walks wrong, you hear things kind of rattling and jingling on this person. They sound like um, clattering bones, you suspect. But he reaches you and sort of like gets uncomfortably close and there's a very herby smell. Herby, earthy smell coming off him. As he kind of again, once again, tilts his head from left to right and then reaches out and place goes to place a thumb at the top of your nose bridge like just on your forehead Do you allow him? yeah that's okay. what i was thinking so yeah he places his thumb at the top of the bridge of your nose and his fingers kind of wrap around the side of your head and he a hunter he says yes mostly and he who can't find what he's searching for you are astute. He wanders past and approaches Galena, and as he he stops and he sort of like it seems like he's looking over your head, and then he oh, and looks down after making a little <laughs> surprise noise, and he again reaches down with his outstretched hands to put his thumb on the top of the bridge of nose. Do you allow him? Um, 
I'll probably I'll I'll not forcefully, but I'll block his hand with mine. Let's say, yeah. Eh, some sort of magic there, is it? Um, the old man. No, no. Maybe. <laughs> All right, let's see where this goes. Um, and he places, uh, so he places his hand on your head. A creator. Trying to create something that has been lost. In a way. And he, he sort of like gives himself a not bad Obama face. Um, <laughs> and then he, as he starts to cross over to the bench that Addy and Milia are sat on, you notice that he slows for a moment and there's a look of concern on his face. Concern and confusion. And he takes a deep breath, takes another step forward and then his head turns to you, Addy. And he reaches out. Do you allow him? Yeah, I, I bend my forehead towards him. And as he places his hands, this hand on your head, he lets out a, a sigh. Well, you're just very lost, aren't you? Don't say that. <laughs> you're chasing someone. And am I? And the old man pulls his hand away. I'm sure you'll find him soon. And lastly, he turns to look to you, Milia. Oh, my breathing has gotten like panic attack anxiety levels after hearing the incredibly accurate reads that he's just done from nothing. And he looks to you. Well, he looks in your direction. And you notice his brow furrows. He starts tilting his head. But in a much slower and methodical way. And he turns and shuffles back to the skull pile. Um, oh. he he kind of he gets back and he you see he's kind of doing the same thing across the skulls and the skull pile um, and then he he seems to be chattering talking to himself oh, yeah, oh, yeah. having a conversation with someone and then he turns and uh, and they're fine Kugekna. they are fine people's most of them pose no threat. And the sentinel nods. I would agree. I feel like I pose a little threat. Greetina gets a bit rowdy sometimes. A bit dangerous. Watch out. <laughs> Especially if she hasn't eaten. Terrible. Mm. Um, 
the so the centaur kind of makes her way so Kagetna makes her way between the, the, the benches um, and kind of stands in front of you and uh, you say you're representatives of this explorer's society but why here? We've been uh, having some having some problems with our food. Have, have your people noticed the same? You notice there's like a wave of concern, grumbling that spreads uh, through some of the, the gathered wolfkin, um, and Kagekna turns to you, um, Galena, and no. Our food is fine. Is what is wrong with yours? It's concerning. Thought it might be uh, something to do with the energy in the area. Yes, uh, I think someone might be tampering with it. So you will notice that the the old man is like he had. He just has his head turned to look at the centaur um, and it's almost as if she's trying not to look back at him um, and you can see that, that it's visible on her face that she's torn um, and you hear like you all hear this kind of grumble from behind you from the, the pale warrior um, when a younger softer voice rings out it's not our food that's sick. And alongside the centaur, well, from the steps, stands this figure. And as he approaches and stands next to this centaur, you notice that he's almost as tall as her. With a green, an earthy green-brown-hued skin two curved horns from his head and Addy, you notice hooved legs and a swishing tail and you recognise this to be a young keeper well that's a surprise they I in my time here I've learnt they're not the best conversationalists. And Addy, as you kind of look perplexed, everyone else, you're a bit confused because this keeper is not speaking in common. Oh. Addy, he happens to be speaking in Verdant. Okay. I'm sorry, I... I haven't I haven't seen any of any of our kind and I, since since I left my tribe. What's your name? The young people nods his head and My parents named me Elmin. I'm I'm Dryada, from the Crove. The keeper kinda of nods. And you know, certainly among the Crove, informing others oh, by the way I'm from the Crove, is a very important thing. Um, 
but your home doesn't seem to phase him or emotionally affect him in any way. Um, he just kind of nods like you told him what day of the week it is. Um, and then you notice he switches to common as he looks to you and my apologies, it's not very often that I get the chance to use my native tongue. My name is Elmin and uh, I find I suspect I will find myself here in the capacity of diplomat perhaps translator maybe but please tell me about this sickness that plagues your food it is a blight and it is unnatural and it is unlike anything I've ever seen and it has infested our grain and we are finding it difficult to to find food enough to sustain our camp and we are not as well fortified as as this garrison here and it's it is starting to to get worrying because this land has changed so much and I, I, I don't know how to deal with the new things that are out there. Kegekna speaks up and says, How long has this blight been affecting you? Good question, uh, DM. <laughs> How long would you say it has? How long ago was it that we were on the road? It month or must have been months, months. So months? it's uh, it's been two weeks since you founded, uh, since you started setting up New Prosper. Um, you and remember, it was only a few days, right? Before that, yeah. You remember Knock and Bock, um, yeah. So you when you eavesdropped on Knock and Bock as a spider, um. Like, uh, you know, when you were eavesdropping on, uh, eavesdropping on Halidradis, really. Um, that was pretty much the same. That was actually the same day that you decided to set down roots. So they were talking about it a fortnight ago. Perhaps it was happening a bit sooner, you know, a bit earlier than that to have gotten to the point that it is. But certainly sometime. So it was... Yeah. Very close to the time that we came back with the crystals. The the old the old wolfkin. Um, crystals. What? Oh, crystals? that was that was out of character. Oh, okay. Uh, in which case, yeah, who's answering the central? Yeah. <laughs> I think I'd be inclined to to sort of say like, um, it, first off, the answer. You know, it, it, it's been at least at least a month. And we are finding hunting difficult. Our our hunters, my my friend Victor here, has been working flat out to feed our our group. But I mean, I've been kind of lazy here and there. I mostly let Frinka do the work, but I try my best. <laughs> she already works so hard. Yes, I let her work. She likes it. Okay. 
Well, most most of our hunters have been putting the effort in. <laughs> but, um... Uh, what was I saying? The, the wildlife seems changed. Um, seems affected by crystallized growths. We're finding it more and more difficult to find pure game. There's murmurs of agreement among the gathered wolfkin. Um, yes, we've found this also, says the centaur. I, I see uh, you are quite well well guarded and stockaded here. How long have you been here, if you don't mind me asking? Um, Elmin looks over his shoulder at the centaur almost as if he's asking for permission. Um, we've been here Kegekna and her people have been here approximately nine months, as I understand it. I've been here approximately six. I wasn't expecting to be accepted among their number as readily as I was, and I am forever thankful. If you have time later today I would be very much interested in your story Elmin nods it is a sad story but if you're happy to hear it I will happily tell it um, as he says that the old man kind of like starts shaking his head and no, 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 that doesn't, that doesn't add up. No, 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 no. I don't think that's the same thing. Kagetna, no, 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 no. Um, and Kagetna looks to you all and, well, you specifically, Adian. We have a defensible village here. Ekabozdir has been, was designed to be a more permanent settlement. But... We currently have very few able-bodied people with which to man the defences. Danger! What's happened here? You, uh, some of your people sick? Yes. It is a grave sickness. I have some, uh, have some experience in sicknesses and treatments and medicines. I I could have a look. Uh, the centaur nods. Um, it is a curious sickness. Uh, and the old man butts in, a sickness of the spirit. And he he's almost smiling. <laughs> like, the, the novelty of it. Um, and Kagekna shuffles on her hooves a little bit and the the old man kind of nods and it's fine only some of them are a threat he says <laughs> it would <clears throat> it would benefit us to to observe this sickness for ourselves so that we might help and also prevent it in our own numbers maybe we um, can uh try and 
sort out some sort of trade. Uh, we, we'd be very thankful for some food and we can perhaps help your people. Kagekna thinks about it and um, she she says something to, to Elmin quietly. Uh, the, the young keeper nods and kind of rushes off in like towards the north of the village. Um, and uh, sort of like she retreats away from you as the, the pale warrior um, kind of slinks around the side and begins kind of conversing with her. Um, and the old man who, from sort of like overhearing the other wolfkin talking, um, you've discovered that this old wolfkin's name is Dume. Um, he he just kind of seems to be oddly kind of looking in each of your directions like one after the other um, every time he looks over to you uh, Milia he just kind of like starts frowning and grumbling and then kind of looks away like, and when I notice he does that I'm just going like, to turn to Addy quickly just quietly say have you noticed what he's doing when he sees me he didn't do the dumb thing with me, and every time he looks over, it's Seth. Amelia, did, did you want him to do the thumb thing? Not really. It's a little strange that um, I was singled out to not, and every time he looks in my direction, uh, he's acting very strange. Well, he seems to know a lot of things. Maybe he knew that you wouldn't be open to it. So he didn't... he didn't try? Uh, maybe? Just... I'm just uh, hopped up next to Victor and I'm having almost exactly the same conversation. I'm like, have you noticed he's being a bit weird around Melia? <laughs> <laughs> yes! Um, quite odd. Something's up with that girl, I tell ya. You know I think she's... I think she's a robot. What? A robot! Have you never seen a robot? <laughs> it's like What's a kind of automaton, automaton machine thing they make in the carnival. <laughs> ah. Oh, check it out. You, Maybe. You, you think for a moment. Actually, roll me a nature check. Alright. <laughs> 19. Victor. Clearly doesn't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> but you wonder if he might be referring to golems, which were once used by goblins as like cheap labor before, like manufactured cheap labor uh, before the goblins were explicitly told not to do that anymore. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, seems reasonable. Um, um, I feel like if I tell yeah. him this, it's not going to stick, so I'm just going to let him carry on. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, um, yeah, some sometime later, uh, like a, a few minutes later, um, you notice uh, Elmin, the Keeper, returning with um, the young scout that you followed in. But in Elmin's arms, 
like draped over his arms, is a wolfkin woman. And the three of them kind of approach the this kind of area in front of the the pile of skulls. And Elmin very delicately places this woman on the ground, and you can see, um, like Garim, so the the young the young scout has quite a, a dark complexion um, and looking at the woman on the floor it would seem that she would have a similar complexion if she hadn't been seemingly all but drained of kind of life and vitality in her, in her flesh she looks old she looks almost like she's drying out She's being drained. Um, and Elmin just sort of like uh, kneels down next to her and just, you know, like places a hand on her head and tries to soothe her as best he can. Um, but the, the young boy looks to you and, This is my mother, he says. She's sick. Oh. Amelia, would you give me a hand to have a look here? Yes, of course. And would our carnal medicine be more appropriate for this, I guess? Uh, argue, well, what is it you're checking for? Um, I guess, oh, first of all, I want to see if it looks like it's basically the same thing as what's happening to our food supplies. Give me a medicine check. Uh, from me... I have paid attention to her. It might be a sickness of the spirit. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to sort of... Determine if there's any sort of maybe magic that I have that might sort of be able to balance that out or like diagnose with that in that sort of way. Uh, I'm seeing if I can reach out with the magic in some way. Sure. So that would be an arcana, yeah. So 13 on the medicine from Galena. A ten, ten from the Arcana familiar. Um, Galena. Do I want to? Oh. Do you want to use your f Ace of our D4? Yeah, I do. Okay. Ooh. Ooh. Fourteen. Fourteen. Okay, so a fourteen on the Arcana. Galena. Off the back of your thirteen medicine. This is not seemingly the same ailment that's afflicting your foodstuffs. The food at home is almost... It's almost like it's rapidly putrefying or kind of decomposing okay. or decaying. Um, and there's no necrosis on this lady? No. She looks almost... Almost like corpse-like. But you, but you can see that her breathing is very, very shallow. Like, but her cheeks are sullen. Like, the skin on her cheeks is sunken. Um, she, she looks very frail. Um, Milia, you with a fourteen, you suspect that whatever's happening here is sort inherently magical, but. Um, as you're as you're looking, um, 
Elmin kind of softly says to you, whatever it is that's affecting her is affecting approximately 80% of the village folk. A more Not at the same time, or? First, a few for ill. Me thought it was just some seasonal ailment, but soon more and more and more fell ill. And we're all falling into this deathly pallor. We've the the shamans and herbalists have done all they can, but nothing we've thought of seems to work to rouse them from whatever is causing this. Have they spent the people who became sick later? Have they become have they spent time with the sick? What about food sources? Have you been... Could it, could it, could it have come from what you've been eating? Um, Kagekna uh, kind of steps in and... Whilst we've had trouble hunting edible food, we have been able to what one thankful benefit is that those who are ill have had their appetites greatly diminished our viable food stuffs have been fine we do not believe it is the, the food is not tainted we do not believe it is that i'll um i'll pull out a a small crystal sample in a vial um, and say, uh, do you know if they, any of them have been exposed to anything that looked like this? Uh, you're holding out your crystal, yeah? Yeah. A crystal. Um, the old man shuffles over. Um, you notice taking a bit of a wide berth around Milia. Um, and he. He looks to it and oh, oh, God's blood! Oh, this is a powerful trinket you have there. Is indeed. Do you know about this old man? He sticks his bottom lip out. No, no. Maybe. <laughs> um, and the. For the first time in this in, in a while, the pale-skinned warrior, um, like you hear him kind of huff and snarl, um, like in a very feral, almost wolf-like manner, like a beast-like manner, and um, dangerous trinkets. You, the same trinkets used by the, the the beast of death that harasses us. Beast of death, you say? Doesn't have three heads, does it? How many just, eyes does it have? Just, <laughs> just one, just two. He says yeah, one yeah, eye, two heads. <laughs> yeah. They share it. Luckily okay. for you, that's our victor's speciality: putting these <laughs> things in the ground. Um, it is a demon, a demon in mortal's clothing. A demon the... with crystals growing out of its head. The 
the warrior thinks about it for a moment. Um, the demon seems to have an affinity with these crystals. And the, the sickness started around the same time as the demon stalking our lands. We've uh, we've come across similarly corrupted demons, monsters, call them what you will. Nothing that has caused sickness like this, but again, creatures that seem to have been corrupted by these 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 crystals. Something that our party that my that Galena here is looking at is is figuring out what the significance is of these things. Maybe we can help. We have defeated two of these monsters already. Your uh, your your boy over there saw us. Um, the the young boy turns to uh, the the pale skinned warrior, and it's true, Megra can. I I saw them slay a uh, I saw them slay a a crystal monstrosity. Um, and the, the very gracefully. Too, I might add, very, very gracefully and <laughs> expertly. Yes, um, Addy <laughs> loves the sea. And the the pale warrior looks to you, and you have slain two dire beasts. Yes, and like That's he looks what you, call you them. from, he looks to you for a moment, and then starts like breathing heavily like his like his breath is being caught in his chest <laughs> you see what happens if you make them float above the water they're really easy to get and then he bursts into this raspy laugh this condescending laugh they have killed two of the beasts well we should throw you a, a feast for your celebration for your accomplishments <laughs> i mean her means That'd be great, I'm starving. No. <laughs> the Megrican kind of whispers. The horror that stalks us wears the skin of a man. And he, 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 he lurks in shadow. With a crack brings death. Reaches Sounds out, gruesome. Reaches out through the shadows and steals the life of others. Oh. Sounds scary. Well, maybe you fancy uh, showing us where this lad is. Um, the the warrior kind of shakes the comment off, and we, you will not be able to find him. He disappears into the air, like the the devil he it is. How have you managed to defend yourselves from him thus far? Kagekna uh, bows her head and unfortunately we haven't. This demon tends to stay to the, the, the woodlands. We know of its arrival when we hear the sound of the baying cries of the dire beasts. And sometimes when we 
We originally we sent out hunters to try and intercept or investigate, and none of them would return. We would find them days later with no injuries on them, bar a hole punched through their bodies. Like the creature reaches out. The demon reaches out and spears them with a, a shadowy finger. Something sounds like something that you could do, Victor. No, I'm not interested. I prefer like easier game like squirrels and rabbits and stuff like that. Um, I mean, I think we know a way that you can punch a hole in someone from a long way away and leave no other traces. How so? <laughs> Victor! <laughs> you notice that uh, all the walking are looking at you, Victor. It's <laughs> like holding his rifle. I don't understand what you're talking about. <laughs> uh, Victor, over your shoulder, you hear one of the wolfkin uh, sat behind you saying, Do you think he's part demon as well? He can take someone's life. I feel yeah. like he's draining mine every time I talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I am the demon you're looking for. Oh, God. Have you considered that? I'll shuffle away from Victor on this on the bench a little. Wait, um, wait, I'm joking, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> Whilst uh, Galida and Victor are kind of having this um, back and forth, uh, like, Addy, what are you doing? Yeah, Addy, Addy hasn't been able to take her eyes off of Elmin since since he sort of made himself known, mm. because. Although theoretically she knew that there would have been other keepers that would have left their tribes and would have sort of entered the world. Um, there was also a small part of her that kind of thought and maybe slightly hoped that she was the only one. And also another keeper also means that suddenly all that sense of responsibility and pressure is just flooding back because now it's almost like there's someone of her own kind to be accountable to and someone who might realize that actually she hasn't really been doing any of the job that she was set out to do and that was expected of her um but also mixed up in that is all these anxieties around around the camp and the future of the camp and and the sickness and and everything so i think i think she's just a bit of a a bit of a whirlwind of an emotion but as for what she's doing she'd like to ask elmin elmin have you have you tried any any of our healing methods on as these people you, as you call out to elmin and ask him this You get about halfway through the sentence when your ears perk up. And you realize you can hear a haunting violin song somewhere in the village. 
And as you turn to look, you notice that sat on the palisade, the, the log palisade, is a figure in green sat swinging his legs whilst playing a violin. And as you look and think, it's you, you hear over your shoulder Elmin say, it's you. And you notice that both of you are looking at the same person. Let's grab a quick break. Ooh, love at first sight. Oh my gosh. I think. I don't know what's going See you in a bit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's come to my attention that sometimes, as a viewer, knowing what's going to happen to the characters ahead of time can heighten excitement. As such, I've decided to run you through a couple of the plot points coming up so you can see how things are developing. First up, we need to address Comstock and Halidradis. Because they've been spending so much time together, it's obvious that the relationship between them may or may not be romantic. It's downright smutty. They've been doing all over town borderline debaucheries. When Galena finds out, it goes absolutely crazy. I'm a love triangle. She begins to work on a weapon and all life as well. And to help goblins knock and bop work by keeping their tools in working order. After seeing their massive hammers bring a more physical more appropriate. Milia finds out Victor and Franca, father and daughter, she summons Bob, an ancient demon, to change the course of history. Make sure to subscribe to the Explorers of Elsewhere channel for more hot plot heads ups. Welcome back! Hello! Hi! Hello! So, let's just, uh, let's just jump straight back into it, shall we? Back to our yes. island of sanity. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you're all sat in a Wolfkin settlement village of sorts called uh, Ekabosdir, and uh, most of you are huddled around this uh, Wolfkin woman that appears to have um, gone a bit grey. Uh, <laughs> meanwhile, uh, Addy is um, Addy's attention is elsewhere. As she hears uh, a haunting violin melody drift across the air, um, seemingly coming from a figure sat on the log palisades uh, around the edge of the camp. Um, and as you thought the words, you've heard the other keeper uh, Elmin say it's you and you've turned to turn to look at him uh, Addy what do you do you see him y you hear him over there and I I, I, I point Elmin 
looks at you in shock. Everyone else who's looking notices that Addy is pointing at the walls of the village. Um, and Elmin blinks a few times and No one. Wait, you? Huh? <laughs> he, he, and he sort of like gets up and wanders over to you. Um. How? Are, how are you? Yeah, he, I, he, he just looks a bit perplexed. I, uh, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna sort of switch into, to verdant. Mm-hmm. I know, I know this this man, uh, this song. Is he is he part of your, is he part of the settlement? Elmin, uh, like thinks about it for a moment. And, 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 no, he. I mean, I've known, I've known that person since I was young. How how do you know him? Same, I think. I, m- my memory, my memory's always foggy when, when he's not around. We should go speak to him sure. before he uh, before he goes. And quickly, and 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 I sort of, I I head off because I know that that from previous interactions, if I don't. You know the, the the sort of nature of this this person just he goes so quickly. As you say this to Elmin and you turn to run towards uh, where the stranger is, there's no one there. Fucky and, mushrooms. And Elmin kind of looks around, and there's this look of confusion on his face it's a confusion you feel you share and he's gone again isn't he I'm not forgetting again not this time not this time and I take out my notebook and I start scribbling furiously everything I can remember everything I can remember about his appearance about the tune I, I write down Elmin's name. He sees it too. Just anything I can remember. Uh, roll me a history check. Uh, oh, that is a ten. You start making notes as fast as you can. And then... It feels harder and harder to remember the details the more you do it. And to the point where when you kind of stop and you like you, you you feel like it's almost painful trying to drag up the memories of what you just saw. And you look down at your notebook and all you've written is the song. I, I look up desperately to Elmin's. His face. Elmin, his face. Can you remember what is? Can you remember his face? Elmin. Like, his shoulders sink. And he, like, slowly shakes his head. I... 
I don't even remember his name. Do you? No. Nor the song. The young keeper sighs and... The only thing I remember is that he's been appearing more often ever since and like the keeper like stopped and like looks up to you as if he's just put his foot in it never mind he says um meg remind me how much did you tell um how much did you tell galena about about this because you were asking me to look into like music i think right this isn't i don't think this is something addy would have outwardly said to anyone mainly because you as i said you did mention it in the boat when you were yeah so i i mentioned that there was a song stuck in my head and of course yeah. yeah and like i was trying to remember the tune but yeah this isn't something that that I would have outwardly said, mainly because the memory is so foggy around it, it's like... But he hasn't even sort of let herself believe it's really real until now. Mm. Well, Galena, you've certainly noticed, like, you've definitely noticed, like, Addy just go a bit frantic and, like, start gesturing at the palisade and, like, shouting at the... Uh, the other keeper, who was also kind of equally panicking. Um, and then seemingly at the same time, they both just stopped and just looked a bit dumbstruck uh, and like confused and like looking at each other. And now you, like, you, you've seen Addie with a book out and she's like, it seemed like she was struggling to write anything. And then she's just kind of eventually just looked at her notes and just looked, uh, yeah, utterly confused. Uh, and the young keeper, the young male keeper, is just looking a bit forlorn. Oh, I'll Something's hop up happened. on the bench to get sort of vaguely, <laughs> sort of close to eyeline with them. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, Paddy, uh... you're right. Looks like you had a bit of a turn there. Oh. I'm fine, Galena. Um, I'm fine. We were we were dis- discussing the um. We were discussing the defenses. I'll um. Maddie. Speak to you later in private. I promise. Right. Take care. Elmin is just kind of looking at the spot where you were pointing at a moment ago where you swear you saw someone sitting playing a violin but he eventually just kind of turns away shakes his head and um he quietly says it would be it wouldn't be as bad if I understood why he even appears to us I agree. I I thought 
I didn't think it was real. Think it was real. The keeper like notices it, so Galena leaves, heads back to the group, and he he stops. He's, he's sort of like side eyeing you for a moment. And it's clear clear on his face that he's he's weighing something up. And um Dryadia Have you um have you ever met a world spirit? No. He nods. No, I... That's um that must be tough. Um I don't know why, but um whoever that was has started appearing more often over the past month or so I guess um ever since ever since Coraloro fell ill Coraloro? The keeper nods. Coraloro is the world spirit I look after. You look after? Coraloro is only a small, minor world spirit, but their power is still significant. And after after the the battles. After the, the turmoil, the Corollary decided to follow me like a like a, a lost child and I became their guardian and they became mine and Corollary was was with me when I came here. I was um I was led here by my violin song. he pauses he's, he's clearly wrestling with something ever since Coraloro fell ill to this plague the, the stranger has been visiting more often I wonder if he's even taunting me you're telling me that a wild spirit is here and has fallen ill like, he lifts his hands up and I, I don't understand down. Sorry. There's a nearby glade. Coralora is the reason why the wolf kid accepted me. They saw it as a fortuitous blessing to be in the presence of what they deemed to be a deity. But Coralora's life, health is deteriorating, much like the village people of this of this place and I dread to think what happens if Coralora's vitality takes a severe turn for the worst this is this is not good we 
my friends. I know it. we're an odd bunch together, but we are. They are. They are genuine. I believe they are genuine and they are trying to help. And I would like to help as much as I can. The, the keeper nods and, well, it's not me you'd have to convince. It's them. He says, and he gestures his head over to the gathered wolfkin who is still kind of crowded. Well, you, you notice that some of them are kind of stood back, Galena over with Victor, but, um, you know, crouching over the, the prone uh, villager woman is Melia. Um, who, now that you've kind of stepped away, you notice is being watched by the old wolfkin, Dume, like a hawk. I suppose I best come up with something good then. Elmin nods. Um, Victor. Yep. Based off what, what are you thinking? Based off of what Megrakan said about this demon in man's clothing. Uh, Victor looks utterly like unfazed, just looking around. Mm -hmm. But his grip on his rifle is very, 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 very tight, and he's probably tapping his foot very quickly. Okay. Um. Galena, what are uh, like what were you up to? Probably taking out some of my notebooks and just flicking through things and trying to figure out what on earth is going on with this magical sickness, because obviously I've I've you know I've dealt with a fair bit of this kind of thing in my time, but this is all new, so mm. So can I, yes, um, you... While I'm doing that, can I do an insight and just see if I notice that Victor is uneasy? Sure. Thanks. <laughs> nah. <laughs> Victor is as cool as a cucumber. The tapping um, is just nothing. Yeah. Oh, annoying. Yeah, this is age. Can it's you stop just... that? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> um. And Milia, so you're you're down on one knee uh, examining this Wolfkin woman, um, and the the young scout uh, who you found out recently is called Garim. Um, he's just kind of he's doing that thing where he's just like, are you, are you going to make her better? Is she going to be all right? I'm going to do my best. I can't find any sort of thing that I can treat now, but I can. I can boost her immune system a little bit, at least. And I'm going to just ask, cast uh, Enhance Ability. Mm -hmm. uh, bears Endurance. So target has advantage on constitution checks and gains oh. 2d6 temporary HP. Nice. Okay. As you kind of touch uh, Garim's mother's like shoulders as you channel this well, it's like a collarbone, as you channel this into her. Um, you notice the colour begin to return 
to her like cheeks for example and then she is able to take a deep breath as you give her some uh, healing and then as she ex exhales you can almost feel the magic leaving her body along with the colour like it's being siphoned off if I I'll quickly take out a little eyedropper and just blip blip and use it to see if I can see any magical wavelengths in the air with detect magic hmm is it can I see can I does it look like magic is funneling away anywhere is the bot is there magic on this woman or what's 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 going on Tell you, me this. You see... Okay, so as you... Like, you like blink as your eyes sting for a moment. Um, and as you kind of open them up, like, your your glowy kind of orange eyes just seem even more lustrous. As you can, I can see colours! Um, <laughs> and... You do it just quick enough that, yeah, you watch as this sort of, like, um, evocative, like healing magic. This divine magic channels. You watch it almost channel from Milia into um, this Wolfkin woman, and then just seemingly the magic is just drawn from this woman into the ground and just kind of disperses away. What the hell? Like the ground. Is there any other magic on this woman's body, like a curse or something? Like it's yeah. more the uh, the the thing you notice is that she seems almost devoid of manner, almost like a cold spot on her on thermal or something. Yeah. Because mana exists in all living creatures and beings. Um, and, you know, you've, for all extents and purposes, you just watch Milia fill the bucket up. And it's all just, just drained straight out the bottom. That's a hole in the bucket. Mm. Yeah, that is that. Um, but apart from that, you know, you can see that there's, um, there's an aura of magic kind of floating around Dume and his staff. Um, but otherwise, yeah, looking around, just the the area just seems, for want of a better phrase, uh, phrase desaturated. Okay. So even even the people who seem okay are less than usual. You'd say. You'd say so. It's at moments like these that you turn and look, and you realise like the bushes are lacking a bit of colour. The, the dirt and ground beneath your feet has a, a, a more of a grey pallor than you would expect. Like, it... Yeah. Something something odd, for sure. Just on a whim while I've got this going. Yes. If I glance where Addy and Elman were looking and do it, is there anything left over there? As you glance over you notice 
small motes of light. It looked for a moment, you think, oh, why are there fireflies in the morning? Like a, a lunchtime kind of thing. And then they just whoosh, kind of scatter away. Um, and as you watch them float across the sky, they seem to be going in a northwesterly direction. Interesting. Kagekna interrupts your thoughtfulness um, and, like, leans down to place a hand on your shoulder, Milia. <laughs> it's... It's okay. You did your best. And... Uh, Kagekna looks to, like, calls to Elmin, um, and Elmin gives you a, a a look at he as he kind of kind of jogs over um and scoops the, the wolfkin woman up uh garim the the young scout is is she not going to be better is i've she... managed to i've upped her the immune her immune system up for a little bit so she's not going to get worse at least for a while that seems to be all I can do at the moment. I don't know what's going on. We'll find out something. You can cure anything with enough work. Um, Kagekna kind of nods and um, well, thank you for trying. Um, of course. We we need to, to begin preparing food for those who are sick. So you know where we are, and we know where you are. Just out of uh, curiosity, what what sort of time of the day is it? Is it? It's lunchtime-ish. Yeah, you were down in the boats on the sea okay. uh, for a few hours this morning, um, and then it was a couple of hours. Wander to here. Yeah, the sun's pretty much overhead. So, tell me, this um, rabbit demon of yours, where was it yes. seen last? Um, the... Like, <laughs> so Megrican, the, the pale the pale warrior, um, he just, he, he's just looking at you with this kind of borderline disgust on his face um <laughs> and what but one of the wolfkin sat behind you um like, ooh, you know loitering nearby um but the thing we don't know we never see him we just hear the crack and then someone is dead i think like a click of the fingers I think it's best that we head back to our base camp for now and report to our leaders this the existence of this of this place if that is agreeable to you out of character nailed it. Nailed it! Nailed it! Kagi, can we can we call you Kagi? 
KG? <laughs> Can we do KG? Z-Dog? Yeah, KG. KG. Oh, KG. Kagekna. Kagekna. Get my teeth around that one. Um, yes, I think it's 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 a good idea if we if we report back to our settlement. At least so if our hunters are come out this way that that you know there's no um miscommunications to be had. But we really thank you for your hospitality and we will we'll have a sit and think and then come back to you tomorrow. The the sensor considers your words and then nods. And then I say to um and I say to Elmin in Verdant, can I meet you later tonight? Boom, boom, boom. Elmin looks to you for a moment and sort of like his kind of yellowish green eyes kind of glint and then absolutely, he says, back in Verdant. Is there a place nearby that is secret, secluded, safe. He thinks and approximately two and a half miles west of here there is a set of standing stone ruins. I shall meet you there. Be safe. Be careful. The, the dire beasts prowl at night. I shall see you at midnight. I'm going to keep a nod. Okay, and let's get this party on the road. <laughs> okay. So Thanks is it, for yeah, the tea. Is there, is there Very nice. Is Amelia is is saying, like, does Amelia want to do anything before she leaves? No. Okay. She in feels which... really guilty that she couldn't help. Sure, sure, sure. Um, in which case, yeah, Elmin. Uh, Garim and uh, Garim's mum uh, kind of wander back off to where he found them. Um, and uh, the four of you are fundamentally escorted out um, of the of the village uh, by the various guards um, and the, the click-clopping hooves of Kagekna behind you. Um, and as you kind of get to the drawbridge and look back over your shoulders um, at the, the, the gathered wolfkin, you begin the journey west. Um, it's pretty much an, a couple of hours journey. The, give or take the same as what you travelled to, to get here. Um, but at least this time you don't have to kind of schlep across um, the sands of the, the, the beach of the coast. Um, sure enough, about halfway, um, well, yeah, about a quarter of the way, um, Addy, you spy... Um, a set of standing stones, um, which, you know, large rectangular kind of block stones just stacked up in like crude arches in a give or take a circle. Um, it's kind of, yeah, standing on a, a nearby hill. Um, but before long, uh, as the sun begins, begins to set as like evening encroaches, um, you find your way to the very familiar sights hey. and sounds 
of new prosper. And as you come AKA through, Dribblesville. No. <laughs> as you uh, approach through the like the trees uh, to the north of the the settlement, um, you can hear the sounds of sort of like the the wood being chopped in the lumbersmith. Um, and the clanging of metal uh, from the blacksmith next to it as knock and bock do something, whatever it is. Work, um, work. Work, work. Um, and as you as you start kind of making your way in, sort of like to, uh, underneath all the, the, the trees, sort of like around, um, as you walk past knock and or bock, you're not sure, Milia, um, shouts out, <laughs> Oi, you, actually, yeah, yeah, you. Be looking for you all day. Okay. So, me and my brother was talking, and we've known you for about what six weeks. Yes. And, you know, we just we just feel a bit sorry for you. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> How so? Because, I mean, well, you look like an intelligent girl. But we couldn't figure out why you've spent six weeks logging around that bloody book. So, we made you this. And what the goblin holds up what appears to be a leather harness, like a leather strap harness, with... A number of chains connected and you realize that it's a it's a setup that you can wear and chain the book to your back almost like a backpack oh because i've seen you do all the flashy shit with one of your hands so i'm expecting you'll be able to do twice as well if you i don't know could use your other one how's that sound that actually um that's an incredible idea thank you i'm gonna take it i'm gonna give one to whoever it was a hug um, yeah, again, you're still not sure whether it's knock or bock because yep. they look identical. <laughs> um, but he, oh, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, oh, oh, okay. Stand back up. Uh, thank right. you. Well, uh, yeah, if you ever, you know, need some help or common sense, come speak to us. All right, okay, off you go. Uh, uh, okay. I'm not sure on that last one. <laughs> okay. And as you make your way uh, past uh, the blacksmith, uh, squeeze between the blacksmith and the storehouse, which you all know is currently uh, just full of mainly kind of well, what's left over of some building supplies. Um, you know that currently it's being filled up with some stone for um, like advanced construction. Because at the moment you stand in the midst of uh, four buildings: so the lumbersmith, the blacksmith, the storeroom, and um what could be described as the town hall um with its uh attached watchtower uh and in fact one of the guards kind of waves down to you uh, the caravan guards waves down to you from the, the watchtower uh which is just kind of a wooden wooden affair the buildings around you are all kind of relatively quickly constructed wooden buildings uh but you know that over time um, some of these will be replaced with stone walls to give them extra durability um and as the townsfolk kind of give you a nod and say hello 
Um, you pass by the town hall and peering through the window, um, you can see uh, a old man with an eye patch currently in what looks to be a less than subtle argument with a Majani wizard. Um, with a <laughs> with a, a Davin kind of stood between Comstock and Halidradus, <laughs> just like trying to make sense of, of the argument. Um, and as you kind of chuckle to yourselves, uh, Addy, you hear a <laughs> as horse comes bounding up to you, knocking you over, like jumps, knocks you over, and <laughs> gives you a big slobber over the over the cheek. Oh, get off your big pillow! <laughs> um, uh, he rolls off you, um, and you hear the sounds of sort of like bleating and uh, other farmyard animals um, as you pass the like what is effectively the farm stables type thing and there are some animals kind of grazing in the the pens out back um and the smell of uh, bread cooking bread wafts out to you from the nearby bakery um and as you kind of take in the sights of where new prosper is after only a fortnight um you hear the door behind you open and Halidradis steps out uh, alongside Comstock. And as uh, as they look to you, now that you're back home, have you got any kind of thoughts? Uh, so uh, starting with Victor, have you got any thoughts on what you've discovered today? Uh... Victor's definitely thinking about it quite a lot and would have, on the way back, been very, very intent on the path they took and looking at, at the uh, surrounding trees and scenery, trying to pick out details and signs. Mm -hmm. And would have, if possible, ever so subtly gone up to a tree and just cut a V mark in, in a few of them. Okay. Uh, Galena. What are your, what, what's going through your mind as you reach home? Um, I'm thinking that I we should talk to Frinker about his wolfkin as soon as possible, and also that it's about time me and Haladradis hashed some things out. Okay, and Addy. I think Addy is wrestling with thoughts of how much she should be revealing to her comrades, her friends, about what she's learnt about the wild spirit and also about the re-emergence of the stranger. Okay. And finally, Milia. That's me. Uh, you know that kind of look that someone gets on their face when they're very clearly trying to hold back tears but they've kind of like, they have to be strong for people because Amelia is kind of walking forward, not really, sort of if someone talks, like, talks to her or waves, it's all she takes a second to realise and it's, it's kind of stunted and she is heading for her tent Okay no doubt 
with the final words that were said between you and the old wolfkin Dume. Because just before you left, the old man reached and grabbed you. And as you turned to look at him, the blind wolfkin looked up and there is a darkness within you, girl. A sort of darkness that brings only pain. Have fun with that, he says, and he <laughs> lets you go. I fucking love Dume. Yeah, Dume's the best. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, Milia, as you make start making your way back to uh, your tent, um, and Horse the Bear wanders over to uh, the nearby tree stump uh, with a mushroom growing out on it and just sort of leans back and starts scratching his back on the stump. <laughs> um, Halidradis steps forward and... So, what took you so long? And with that, we'll call it that. Oh. Hey. Mysteries. So many mysteries. Mysteries. So many mysteries. So little time. Yeah, we've got a nice little, little time going on. Yeah. Gosh, Dan, why did you have to um why did you have to make Elmin such like a horned thirst trap, eh? Look at him. <laughs> his little glowy eyes and his, yeah, his and like you're, fuck you're me gonna... boy band hair. You're gonna meet him at midnight. We know. We know what's going on. Yeah. Subtle. Oh, elsewhere. Yeah. Wait. Why is the elsewhere and elsewhere it. music playing? Uh oh. Elsewhere. Oh no. Don't you do this? The figure scratches his chin. Why? Oh, why? Would you go and do that? He says, as he peers at a tree with a small V carved into it. I didn't think you would consider this to be such a game. Well, I do love a game. And as the figure stands up, throws the rifle over his shoulder he stops and turns to look in the distance he unsheathes his rifle peers through the scope and sees three cloaked figures cresting a hill in the distance <laughs> well how curious Hudo, Hudo. Congratulations, Hudo. everyone. You Hudo, fucker. Hudo. On completing episode nine. That was a two in one slap at the end there, huh? Mm. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, uh, there we go. Yeah, we did it. Hooray for us. <laughs> mm. I'm having a great time. 
none, none of my haunting <laughs> yeah. backstory stuff happened in Silver. I'm all good. Not yet. Yeah, that's, that's just happening elsewhere in the world. Nah. <laughs> it's fine. If you can't see it, it's not real. So, uh, yes. Congratulations, everyone. Uh, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for playing. That's all right. You are more than right. Oh, it's hard. Basically, do this for free. Um, so, if you enjoyed everything that you saw, uh, we've got loads of other stuff that's very similar to this, and some stuff that's not so similar to this. Uh, and you should watch it all. Most of it's um, better. <laughs> uh, if you like what you saw, make sure to leave a comment on what it was you liked and hit the like button. Um, because we upload so regularly, uh, it would behoove you. Uh, to click the subscribe button and the bell icon for notifications of when we upload new stuff. Um, because, uh, depending on when this comes out, we may or may not have started a brand new live stream. For what? For what? What? For, for the relaunch of Tavern Between Dimensions. So, um, yeah, if you want to uh, just spend some quality time with us, uh, make sure to go check that out. But, apart from that, Thank you all once again. I'll see you next time. See ya. Bye bye, bye. everybody. Bye. Bye bye. Doodly bye. <laughs> with the discovery of another settlement nearby, with a resident world spirit no less, our explorers may be able to get some answers about this strange new world. Will our explorers figure out what's ailing the people of Ekabosdir? Come back next time to find out. Thanks for making it to the end of the video, we truly appreciate it. The Tavern Between Dimensions has now launched, live streaming every other Friday. But if you missed it, you can watch the catch up videos on the Wednesday after the recording. If you like this video, make sure to hit the like button and comment down below on how long you think it will take for Addy and Elmin to get together. And besides the tavern, we're releasing lots of regular content, such as this video here, and can keep up to date by subscribing here and hitting the bell icon for notifications. So, that's it. Once again, thanks to you for watching, or listening for you podcast heroes. And as always, stay safe and keep exploring.